Techways, you know what? Uh, Porsche just recently launched their Taycan, which is 100% electric car, and it's gorgeous. Number of shares you committed to a Jeez, certain idea. Going Web three. <laughs> yeah, it's so token. Cool. <laughs> cool. Apple still keeps operating the smartwatch at whatever 500-600 dollars, while India has got smartwatches at two thousand twenty dollars. Twenty dollars. Twenty dollars now. Yeah. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Synapse Pod. I'm your host Chirag Kapil. With me, there's Paras Patra, and we have a special guest today. Uh, guys, say hi to Ted. Tada! <laughs> now, guys, uh, sorry the other guys uh, like Ayush, Manik, Saranj, and Avinash could not be available today. Either uh, they are sick, dead, or missing. So please excuse for that. <laughs> stay tuned for the next episode to know if they survive. Oh yeah, we can make this a series. <laughs> yeah, but uh, on to the serious topics. Uh, we wanted to do this pod specifically with all three of us uh, because there has been some amazing events uh, in the last week, uh, about ten days ago. Uh, so Tesla had its shareholder meeting of two thousand twenty-two, and. Uh, Pretty interesting results for Tesla this time. Uh, so we just want to discuss more about Tesla, and we are so so full disclosure. Me and Paris are uh, uh, super fanatics of the work Elon is doing, um, specifically in Tesla, much more than SpaceX. Uh, and just for full disclosure, uh, Paris is a big time shareholder of Tesla, <laughs> and uh, but I I have not invested a single penny in Tesla till now because I just wanted to play the. Wait and watch game. No, that's because he's cried thrice. I just not missed investing the... early on. Then... <laughs> I just missed the price, guys. But anyway, uh, this episode is supposed to be about non-financial advice. So NFA. <laughs> NFA. So we'll just get down to uh, the shareholder meeting and the insights that we could draw out of it and the kind of potential that we see in Tesla, plus the initiatives these guys are taking, um, which Elon is spearheading. So. Um, so specifically, Paris. What so if you would, if you would just look at Tesla uh, from a third person's perspective, right? And I'm very curious to know your viewpoint because you're a shareholder. So what, uh, what do you think, which really blew your mind in this shareholder meeting? And we'll go from topic to topic. And what do you think, uh, like what was specifically very cool about this meeting, and why, uh, why do you see its potential? Sure. So I'll give my shareholder perspective first. Mm. Uh, according to me, like Tesla is the most revolutionary company being built right now mm. in the world. And uh, like like you say, some fantastic results. Honestly, I don't care that much about the results. Uh, if you look at the results and if you compare it with the vision, mm. what Tesla has been able to do currently is merely proof of concept. On top of that. So I look at it from that that lens. That's a grand vision. The result is just proof of concept. I mean, hmm. a two million car per annualized run rate hmm. is nothing in front of what they can do possibly hmm. Hmm. Uh, going forward in future. So, I mean, from a that's a very comfortable mental model to have hmm. as a shareholder. I would say because then that puts things into perspective that. You are in it for the long term. Hmm. When I'm saying that, according to me, it's the most revolutionary company hmm. Hmm. Uh, being built because hmm. 
oil is big part of the economy right hmm. and if you look at where oil gets consumed so automobile is a big a big significant hmm. uh, chunk of it hmm. and if this company solves for that then this can truly be our path to sustainability hmm. in the world i think that's the vision that i really relate to hmm. and probably like arguably it's the first company which has been able to hit economies of scale while keeping the vision of sustainability intact hmm. and in fact strengthening it with time hmm. so to say hmm. so my like bets are very high hmm. on this and like i said to summarize as a shareholder hmm. it's the grand vision what's happening right now is hmm. just proof of concept to that and the proof is bloody strong hmm. right now if you look at hmm. what what has been happening so far hmm. also so, very interestingly uh, since you were just talking about it i remembered a chart which elon showed uh, in the meeting and the chart showed that number of vehicles per annum which these sure. guys are producing in 2010 it was merely 3000 cars yeah and it it was actually the cleanest exponential why well, mentions well, that yeah he mentions this, this is probably the cleanest exponential we could see this is the say. kind of exponentials you see yeah. in business plans exactly for future forecasts yes. and then <laughs> that's the historical curve yeah. so that's creepy like. so starting from 3000 cars in 2010 to 2020 to 2 million cars and analyzed 100. analyzed and in one of the q and a a uh, guy asked a question like what do you predict shall be the number of cars uh, in the next 10 years and he says i am not betting on 500 million but definitely 100 million and they would be very surprised if they do not touch 100 million now when i'm saying 100 million automatic like self driven cars on the on the streets more like a swarm of fleets being driven yeah collecting data collecting data mile. on every single mile every single road block every single crash and coordinating amongst each other for a better hive network of all these autonomous cars i'm literally looking at massive disruption of uber massive disruption of any other uh, taxi company and also the uh, private vehicle ownership what do you what do you think about that like does it sound something which is achievable i mean i mean let's start with self driven hmm. bit okay like you will see these arguments all across internet that hmm. they are self drive self driven car the, the autonomous car hmm. uh, tech that they have is not the strongest hmm. i am like okay but who has the highest amount of data being collected per day hmm. that is also tesla hmm. so who do you want to bet on a person who has got millions of cars on the road hmm. or a uh, like hundreds of scientists hmm. arguably building a better technology in hmm. a lab hmm. or a simulated setup hmm. my bet is all on the person who is doing real action because yeah. there is real company real value being created there yeah and the, they'll be sitting on so much data hmm. going forward that it'll hmm. be crazy yes the the extrapolation comes from let's assume that the self driven bit hmm. becomes like as real as a human driving a car which is what they're clearly working on hmm. which if, if you remember in the meeting he was talking about how almost they are at 90% accuracy with respect to left turns being yes yeah, and so, they try to solve for u turns yeah. yeah so like i i see the depth which is being looked at hmm. and i mean if if self driven becomes real hmm. then yes first of all i think i hmm. think commercial applications will come into picture yeah. like you said uber yeah i mean probably they can be the biggest partner of uber if yeah. not the disruptor of uber yeah. and but 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 you never know the guy is crazy 
He's definitely crazy and the crazy part is that um, he was also describing three types of business model with the whole self-driven economy. Um, one was, now imagine 10 years from now, you can have a self-driven car. Now you can choose to fully own it and keep it to yourself, part A. You can choose to rent it part-time, part B. When it's not When it's used. not being used, like yeah. shared economy. Or you could literally rent out the full and use it just as an asset. Probably something which people do when they get into the Airbnb business and they yeah. buy properties and then, then they just I think put the it moment out. your product becomes an asset class, you hit mass adoption. You can really hit mass adoption hmm. well because then you don't have to invest money from your side. Hmm. Even people who don't have to buy a Tesla want to buy a Tesla because suddenly hmm. it's a proper, proper asset class. Let's say it gives a 12% annualized hmm. yield and I'm sure hmm. it will because the running cost of a Tesla is practically nothing hmm. if, if they end up producing a lot of, yeah. which, which they are actually producing yeah. a lot of solar. Hmm. So running cost is minimal. The life of the car is much longer. Hmm. So something like a 12% annualized yield should be, I think, easily doable. Yeah. If that is happening, yeah. then a lot of people are putting in money. Yeah. Even people who don't need a Tesla can buy a Tesla and put it out in the world yeah, to, yeah. To, to get that yeah, that yeah. kind of returns yeah. on the investment. I think the possibilities are endless. Yeah, it's insane. It's insane. I mean, also like, uh, I'll, I'll just get to the part where he says that Tesla is not just one company, it's six to seven companies one, in you one company. You mentioned this on a previous pod also. Yeah, I did. Yeah, uh, and I just want to get more into, into more depth onto that. But uh, uh, before that, uh, I just want to discuss this insane strategy of pricing and product launches which they have done. So just looking at four models, which they've put out model X, uh, model S, model X, model Y and model three, right? So model X and model S, S was of course the supreme luxury, right? Which actually set it as a status symbol yeah. now and model X became more like an SUV, seven seater, family car, family car, right? And, and they priced it at $60,000, $55,000 or something. Um, then came model three, which actually got the price down, got into a five-seater kind of a sedan and that took off. But now what Elon is saying that the real game changer is going to be Model Y, which is going to be even cheaper, going to be more powerful. So I'm seeing this as a very um, computer-like business or smartphone-like business where yeah. new models are being launched every two or three years. And they will definitely get into some kind of a model where you can upgrade your previous car and flip it Modular to the next play. one, depending on a person's life. If suppose tomorrow I have a family, I have kids, I can shift back to the other one. And there is, there is seamless integration between all these. Uh, so that is something which is very crazy. And in fact, model Y, as they're saying, is going to produce the maximum revenue for them uh, yeah. across all like, categories. And very soon by units also. By units also. So the intriguing part to me here is, like I was talk, talking to a few people in mm. US when I was there. I was like, why do people buy Tesla? Mm. It's like, it's a status symbol. Now, it's it's very weird that this product is being seen as a status symbol when mm. all the founder talks about is making it cheaper. Yeah. Like, Sitting in an MBA college or someone, someone would say, if the company is talking about making their products cheaper by the year, yeah, how can it become a status symbol? Yeah, but the 
disruption in tech is so, so strong yeah that talking so about price being taken down is seen in a positive spirit yeah yeah by people and and, and the sheer tech superiority becomes a status symbol yeah it's like apples to oranges the like the whole product is so different the whole technology is fundamentally different with respect yeah. to and i own an electric car so i know the potential of it so it's just insane how this beautiful pricing strategy and the beautiful product launch so so they always started with the first the most premium one made it a sports car made it extremely expensive and i think that is where the whole status symbol drive comes from yeah. where people start to look at some it is larry page high, is driving roadster yeah high tech aspirational and out of your budget of course it's status so and 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 then these regression models start to be built onto the lower models where they when, when now he's democratizing it he's opening up giga factories again and again yeah. uh, recently opened in i think berlin and but shanghai is the shanghai. best one yeah. so so it's insane man this whole business model the whole idea of bringing from the top to the down and then democratizing it i, I just hope that we are in a state someday to build a company like this <laughs> no indeed definitely mm. like I, i do always say that brands flow from top to bottom like if you really want to build a very strong brand you mm. have to get it in the hands of rich because every person wants to go one level up yeah in their status like if someone is one level up from me i want to have positions that they have mm. if i'm a normal person so that playbook they have i think nailed it yeah clearly so it's the brand is on a very good journey mm. from here on i think the dynamics can be very tricky mm. when another company launches a similar level of tech product mm. as tesla let's mm. say now there is tesla and brand x yeah which has got similar tech yeah. which is the case with smartphones yeah i think that's when the dynamics will completely change in this mm. industry maybe the strategy of going cheaper and cheaper might not work because then it's a yeah th- there is no end to this game of making it cheaper right mm. tesla has got profit margins gross profit mm. margins at least they have yeah. probably yeah. the highest in the industry as he says it yeah. like it's above ford volkswagen yeah it's Renault, around everyone. 15 to 16% now no it was upwards of 20% like upwards of 20% touching 20% insane so they've got the profit margins yeah. in place right now so we'll bring up that chart uh, just for the viewers yeah. as well so i'm saying the brand x comes now the price war begins like it happens in any tech platform like let's a smartphone yeah what happens then does the profitability stay intact or mm. not so that will be an interesting dynamic to see but so far there is nothing that touches it remotely i think there are a few electric vehicle companies in china but still tech no. wise not superior no, but but tech wise you know what uh, porsche just recently launched their taycan which is 100% electric car and it's gorgeous i mean it's it it's porsche so and and they're going all guns out so i'm just uh, actually wondering now when you're saying that he's trying to go cheaper and cheaper trying to democratize essentially do you think he's trying to become the ford of electric cars where uh, he's not trying to compete with the porsche of electric cars or 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 do you think he will maintain that pricing uh, just for the gross and uh, and to maintain the status sure. image i mean if see if you're talking in your narrative you are talking about sustainability of the planet disrupting the whole automobile industry you can't go against porsche because porsche will go after a certain set of certain people. set of customers yeah. right to really revolution like 
Ford did revolutionize the yeah. automobile industry, yeah. right? So if you look at it from that lens, yes, we are trying to, they, they are maybe on the same journey, mm. but hopefully a better brand comes out of it even 20, 25 yeah. years from now on. Or maybe a multi-brand strategy works, right? If Tesla could launch another brand and know. then <laughs> place it against the Mercedes and Porsche of the world. Brand is Elon Musk. Yeah, brand is Elon. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Brand is Elon Musk. Very interesting. One, one, one very interesting thing which I really loved mm. in the whole whole of uh, the shareholder presentation that happened was that Tesla solar panels have produced much more renewable energy which is electricity uh, over their lifespan and hardly like 10-15% of it has been ever used to create all Tesla cars and the energy consumed to run them till date, which is like billions of miles. Insane. Which is crazy. So if you look at it from that lens, yeah. Tesla is pretty much a carbon negative yeah. Yeah. company and by a mile carbon negative that they can yeah. sell green credits. And Insane. I think that's a business model also for them that they sell green credits to yeah. companies which need to buy Yeah, them. I heard this about is, that. There's a stock exchange practically for these green credits. Hmm. So they are in green credit surplus. Hmm. Who knows? Like if you, since you were talking about there are multiple businesses inside Tesla, probably this becomes one of the most profitable businesses for at least some time. Yeah, that is insane. green credits left, right yeah. and center. I think he's taken the brilliant playbook from Steve, Steve Jobs, how to create regression in your products, what he did with iTunes, yeah. iPod, iMac, iPhone. Similarly, he's just trying to do it with the whole of the automobile industry and actually he's going even beyond. So uh, now coming back to the topic where we said that Tesla is many companies into one. Yeah. So Tesla is definitely an automotive car company. It is also a fuel company because charging it has stations. charging stations, fast charging stations and battery packs. Now it is also, get, it is also an AI company because the AI which powers the car is essentially the eyes of the car and the cognitive ability which enables it for navigation. Yeah. Then it is also using that AI to power its latest toy called Optimus. Mm -hmm. Optimus is a robot. It's an AI robot and Elon believes that it's he's go, it's going to be much much bigger than just the car because these robots are supposed to be humanoids. When fed with AI, they will essentially be our helpers in household work, in factories, in all kind of work which does not require insane amounts of cognitive abilities but a lot of manual labor. So that is the replacement of, it's actually the replacement of humans. Um, in non Like, like who knows, probably going ahead, we become the helpers of Optimus. Maybe, <laughs> yeah, so maybe we'll have to fix it. We are, no, we are just <laughs> dogs for them. Oh. Like, AI goes big. Oh. What if we are just dogs yeah, to no, them? No, I don't like, want to talk about Terminator. It's, it's cute to keep humans. But <laughs> that's it. <laughs> no, I, I just feel that we'll be limited to a lot of high quality cognitive work where uh, manual labor would be redundant, especially starting from the most developed countries, West, Europe, where the cost per man hour is very high as compared to India. For example, I was just listening to this um, uh, uh, person uh, talking that the, in India, there is no concept of price per hour of a man or a woman, yeah. right? We don't, we don't go by that. This is the amount of money I make per hour. So we never understand our 
value per yeah, hour. Per hour yeah. So we do not value time yeah. per day, and we are paid per month, right? So when you look at so essentially the whole country is organized in such a way that people are making bulk deals with each other for their time. I would pay you for the month, yeah, and then whatever happens to you in the month, whatever you do is mine. right yeah. however in in the west and in europe as well there's this massive concept of paying per hour yeah. where people actually understand their dollar value per hour that they spend and that completely changes the perception of a human that suddenly they start to value their time much more and hence they pay for things which cause efficiency in their life yeah i would save time because my time is worth this much per hour and pay for this software Five ten dollars, or Optimus, or or Optimus, or Optimus, mm-hmm. so that my time could be saved because ultimately it's just mathematics and unit economics. Yeah, that is how people would think, and I think the adoption of these kind of AI robots would first happen in places where this per hour concept is there. Definitely not made for India yeah. or the southeast for sure. Like a thought just crossed my mind, like a whiff of wind just now that if AI sort of become superior to humans. and we don't have a real job hmm then what if creativity becomes food for ai oh like that's the only food which we can provide hmm as a human race to them hmm they are ruling everything hmm but there is an economy economic exchange in between that you keep feeding us creativity and we'll keep you Alive. What do you what do you <laughs> mean what do you mean by uh, food as creativity? Like, so you're saying there is like a stock. Like what? They, what? Like, for example, a big portion of the global economy is based on food, right? Hmm. Rest is above food. Like the, I'm saying in the Maslow hierarchy of needs hmm. of an AI, hmm. probably creativity will be the bottom most thing. Hmm. Because rest of the things they would already have. They hmm. would have clean energy. there would be infinite energy mm. when when abundance hits mm. so to say so there is no shortage of energy mm. they will be able to bloody mine their own silicon to make more chipsets and more ai mm. robots they will have everything basically and they'll mm. be very efficient about mm. it they can keep expanding their ai race mm. like the human race parallel of an ai mm. what is it that they need from us then hmm. what is food for them hmm. probably that becomes creativity because that hmm. is not so easy for them to develop and this creativity that we have is a product of millions of years of hmm. evolution hmm. so well but if it's intelligence then i'm not saying intelligence ai is creativity inte- i get it ai is intelligence yeah right lack of creativity for which they would have to rely on us is just a stepping stone I mean, the whole point about intelligence yeah. is that it it is creative. It can figure out its own pattern, create its own. It can. Stuff. It can. So, so <coughs> see, the way I see it mm. is, a painter is creative, mm. and they can paint their own painting. Mm. Yet you will see that the most of art collectors are artists themselves. Mm. So just because I'm an artist doesn't mean I don't appreciate the other art. Hmm hmm hmm. So, so you're, you're just yeah. So you're just Maybe saying it that it can be creative. Yeah. But creativity is something which they will appreciate when it comes from humans also. Maybe mm. nothing else. So you're saying it will be very subjective creativity to creativity an individual. I have a crazy theory also that I I believe uh, every single person will have their own AI, and they would train their own AI like we train our pets, and it will be absolutely personalized to us. 
instead of a generic AI, we would get a base model of the generic AI and we would actually train it to make our lives the most efficient. And every, like, Paras AI will what be different from... What do you say about the training, the pet bit? Just like we train our pets, right? Just like we train our pets. Like, right. my pet yeah, knows yeah. that, for example, I'm vegetarian. So my pet knows that, hey, no non-vegetarian in this house. And I've trained him that he will not eat non-vegetarian. Yeah. And he actually doesn't. So, nice. similarly, uh, so, so what I'm saying is, our software would be, tra- for example, your personal assistant, Google assistant, or Siri, may is trained to your voice it will not get for example activated by my voice right yeah. it no it relates to paras yeah so similarly uh, there would be a generic purpose ai but then the real value of ai will for us will start to be when when we actually merge yeah. uh, no, I, I think that's already like work in progress hmm. without us knowing yeah i do you remember i sent you a screenshot of a it was a ad of a club like hmm. a nightclub hmm which had written on a LED screen, happy birthday Paras. Like, how the fuck does that happen? Yeah, yeah. I got an ad on Instagram yeah. with my name in the ad. Yeah. Like, hmm. <laughs> that's crazy. Like, that's a very... Honestly, it's very it's creepy, prim- man. It's creepy. It's a primitive <laughs> example, but that's super creepy. Yeah, that's really yeah. creepy. <laughs> now, of course, we're digressing from the topic since yeah. we are on AI and we are both very excited about AI. Probably hmm. that's why it's happening. But I came across a company in NFT NYC. I was there. Hmm. So they, that company is a crazy, they have a crazy story, mm. so to say. It's an NFT collection of mm. 10,000 unique pets. Mm. Now their, their uh, narrative is that why do you have to own a real pet mm. when the pet is going to die oh. in 10, 12 years? What if a digital pet could give you the same kind of dopamine effect and everything that a normal pet gives mm. and we don't have to artificially build this industry up mm. because like in India it's still cheaper but invest like a lot of people put down their pets mm. when mm. they can't afford it mm. so his thing was you take 10,000 pets mm. these will be 10,000 unique NFTs mm. every pet will be unique it will change with time it will evolve with time you mm. can train them to mm. do multiple number of things mm. and I think that's the closest thing to a digital pet AI mm. <laughs> that mm. I saw which which really opened my mind like a pet maybe does not need to be a physical robot. Yeah. What if yeah. the robot is the digital pet AI? Yeah. Yeah. Robot, I think people just assume that yeah. a robot is a, yeah. a robot is a physical yeah. box of metal. Yeah. And everything. Not necessarily. Yeah. That was not interesting. That's insane. That's insane. Pets. And on that man, I need to tell you this. About a couple of months ago, I read this book called Exhalation by mm-hmm. Ted Chang. Uh, we'll, we'll get it up just to show the audience. It has a story called DigiEnts, right? This is exactly what's written in that story. That 20 years from now, we will have digital pets to cure our loneliness, right? Those pets will never die. We will purchase simulated environments for those pets and we would train those pets via our metaverse avatars and we'll of course be wearing body suits where we can interact with that digi ant and uh, that will be our sim- relationship we'll have to purchase digital food to feed the pet uh, and, and there will be a whole ass economy built on top of this yeah yeah and those pets will essentially be ais 
who would self evolve based on our actions sure the only and and it, it actually ends up as a dystopian story <laughs> it always goes dystopian yeah it, it goes dystopian where the pets connect to internet and they go yeah. hey, bonkers they start to kill each other <laughs> but what i must tell you like i was listening to this guy called clegg hmm. he's one of the founders at artifact hmm. it's an interesting company so his idea was that people generally see metaverse as something dystopian like we are talking traces of metaverse only right digital yeah. pets digital environments yeah. simulations yeah. everything yeah. so his thought was mm. that why does it have to be always dystopian mm. what if metaverse really becomes our path to a sustainable planet because then you don't need everything to be made mm. in physical life true maybe you like you don't need a car anymore mm. or you don't need uh, shoes anymore mm. you don't need clothes anymore mm. you don't need fancy houses anymore mm. it can all exist in a simulation so that is so weird if we really I, i think metaverse is going to be the biggest experiment ever done on, on humanity on, on humanity at this scale where where we have i think we've narrowed it down or simplified a human's personality to hormones right yeah hormones yeah. or the chemical tickers chemical tickers yeah if it is really just about the chemical tickers mm. all that will be done in metaverse but then will we still want to stay there will, hmm. if we get complacent with it that hmm. means the theory was right that hmm. we are indeed a product of all the hormones and chemical tickers oh, what if it does not hmm. then the, it just disproves the whole thing yeah that we are just about hormones and and i somehow believe that it's first going to be done for the next billion because in we uh, with all the deglobalization that we talked yesterday right the price are definitely going to go up but but the movement of the low middle class to middle class and middle class to higher middle class is definitely a slow process it takes its own time the middle class and the lower middle class are going to find instant gratification and satisfaction in the metaverse much more than the real world i think the, see they have got free time hmm. the gaming world is already taking on these hmm. next billion that hmm. you are talking about hmm. so even if they are on a smartphone hmm. playing games for 8 hours in a day hmm. they are very much in the metaverse already hmm. they are getting those hmm. dopamine hits chemical takers that you are talking about hmm. for it to go really immersive we'll have to see when how how who takes them immersive hmm. like of course what happened with smartphones can hmm. also happen with a VR headset mm. or a glass or whatever, mm. whatever that will come super cheap. Yeah. Then yeah, possibly these are the first people who will adopt because yeah. they've got, assumably they've got a lot of free time. Yeah. So yeah, why not spend it? I've heard Apple industry. is going to democratize the whole smart glass industry, which we do. I I. Like Tesla and Apple are so so similar. It's crazy that. I think these companies mm. and specifically Apple because it's got a longer track record I don't think they disrupt the industry by their own product they disrupt the industry by making all their competitors to beat them in that same product mm. for example smartwatch is such a big category in India mm. right now mm. do you know last 12 months itself mm. more than 30 million smartwatches are sold in India wow If someone would million. have 30 million, insane. If someone would have asked me, like this five years ago, hmm. I would have said, "What are you talking about? 
India doesn't in the, the like doesn't even have hundred million e-commerce buyers. Hmm. You are saying thirty million will buy a smartwatch, which hmm. is not even necessary. Hmm. But they launch an Apple Watch. Hmm. Now suddenly every every competitor wants to launch a smartwatch. Hmm. Then every homegrown brand wants to launch hmm. a smartwatch. Hmm. Everyone gets into the race of market hmm. share, hmm. and Apple still keeps operating the smartwatch at whatever five hundred six hundred dollars, while India has got smartwatches at. ियंटेशन they are not even advertising yeah. the point is competitors are advertising mm. and their sales are going up so it's a win win for everyone down the yeah. line they have enabled the whole tesla has unlocked this shift of every automobile company going yeah. electric faster yeah. because everyone is in a yeah. survival mode right now though we, yeah. we, we might just finish after 10 years yeah. if this keeps going on now the whole industry wants to do electric then all Even if Tesla doesn't come down to that price that mm. they aspire to, someone else will. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And then probably we'll see the nanos of electric cars better exactly. than. Just than imagine, Paris, building a company where you never advertise, but your competitors advertise, and your sales <laughs> skyrocket. I mean, see, to be very honest, it this is insane, man. <laughs> I mean, no, I cannot even believe this. There's no advertising. Phenomena. I don't believe in. It's not like they've not spent in advertising. It's just so much. So they're not spending all. They've not spent in traditional advertising. Yeah, <laughs> ATL, BTL. Yeah, so yes. they do exhibitions. They are at the right places. Yeah, they they open their experience stores. An experience store in itself is an advertisement. Hmm. Just to say. So, but but yeah, I, I get what you are saying. It's a very twisted strategy. Like it's crazy. Like, I've never I've never seen awesome. something like this. At this scale, at I mean Zara similarly claims to be a no marketing hmm. company. You hmm. you rarely see billboards, right? Hmm. For hmm. Zara, hmm. it's not just an Indian thing. Yeah, it's, I think it is such a beautiful across. thing because these people have found such a brilliant product market fit and a crazy recall in the eyes of the consumer. Yeah. So so I read about this with status game. I I was reading Avanchi or Tiger's book. Avanchi or Tiger is founder of Zara. Hmm. So a whole company and he himself. has been obsessive about one metric which is the price by quality ratio hmm. and actually you can boil down a lot of purchase decisions to this ratio that if your price to quality ratio is like extremely better than all your hmm. competitors hmm. you'll end up winning the hmm. customer every time hmm. so i think companies that crack this price quality ratio really well hmm. don't have to worry about hmm. marketing spends hmm. i would not say no marketing is a reason of hmm. is it's a i would not say no marketing is because this of the status game mm. i would say no marketing is needed because of that price quality mm. because people are bragging left right center about it right mm. the, when the customer starts to brag mm. you don't need all this yeah yeah it's a, you, you yeah. make them feel badass yeah by you be, because they're using your product and they feel like there's nothing like that which ever exists yeah. that that is the trick Which is insane. So, uh, coming back to batteries, um, Elon Musk is opening Giga factories. 
right 10 12 you mentioned i think yeah and um, uh, what do you, uh, and and he also mentioned that uh, recycling of these batteries is definitely going to be a big business again yeah it's small for them because yeah. they have not been enough teslas on the road for more than 10 years exactly <laughs> also that cycle like a battery requires 10 to 15 years for recycling the industry itself is not that old yeah at scale right so they have recycled 50 batteries right now um, 50 per day 50 per day so i i believe it is also going to be a big business in india yeah you may, you, you know you were saying that it is multiple companies in one Multi- yeah. recycling Re- oh <laughs> recycling yeah. batteries is another business yeah reci- recycling probably and i i also feel that there is some latent business opportunity for other indian entrepreneurs in recycling batteries as well and uh, 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 rare earth metals uh, so so uh, again non financial advice but uh, seems like uh, lithium ion is uh, going to be redundant very soon and we are going to shift to sodium ion uh, which is a new new technology uh, it is easily 100x cheaper than lithium ion 100x cheaper yes than lithium ion because of the abundance of sodium um, yeah. in world and um, uh, its efficiency is definitely going to rise so uh, so that also enables uh, all the other rare earth metals which are required to create that batteries like cobalt nickel uh, their prices to rocket um something to be looked at there so so i so i believe there are latent hidden business opportunities and investing opportunities in all of this ecosystem this massive change which is that's a very good created. lens to look at it that if you identify the companies who are sitting at the top right now who are changing the game in this world when they change the game what else changes along the lines for exactly. example batteries is key to tesla and if there is only so much of lithium in the world there will be an alternate material which will be needed uh, yes. very soon yes. so you bet on the alternate material and you bet on the company that is working something yes. on that alternate material slash alternate technology yeah and yeah because that is that is essentially is. how you will reduce the price Uh, uh, uh and democratize the technology because uh, uh you you need to go to cheaper alternatives then you need to look at every single element every single atom and every single component in that car uh, from first principle to reduce its price yeah and that is exactly when you start to think hey lithium is just very uh, scarce my price will always short like always be up i need to shift to sodium yeah so so i was very very impressed by this Uh, new technology which is coming in did he mention this in no he didn't no no this is my personal research sure. um, next meeting <laughs> <laughs> so so that is that is there and uh, so yeah so we have covered batteries um any, anything specifically which comes to your mind which you want to discuss about tesla no i mean the shareholder meeting towards the later half of it felt like a hiring pitch by the founder to the mm. world that uh, all the top engineers want to work at tesla oh yes and i think that's that that will be that's one a master big, move <laughs> that'll be one big reason why they yeah. will keep being the yeah. best i think all the most that's sensible crazy. entrepreneurs who know the name of the game keep the best people with them and keep on motivating them to build new streams of business whether that's in engineering new product lines yeah. and just go hardcore at it I think he's also talking about the number of ideas submitted by people in there. Yes, that's company. so brilliant. I mean, Because that keeps the engine really track that. Yeah, that keeps the that keeps the engine running. So what what I've also seen in my personal life is sometimes entrepreneurs just focus on one or two metrics 
and neglect everything else and just sure. use the wrong people in the wrong places to drive those metrics and when that doesn't happen they crib or blame yeah every everyone else no so i'll give you a parallel so there was a time i wanted a dog for myself and i was looking at a what's that dog beagle yeah beagle mm-hmm. i was looking at a beagle so i said can i adopt mm-hmm. her and uh, she was like do you have enough time to take them out for like long walks and everything mm-hmm. and uh, i was like no i don't but i'll take take them for a small walk or something said no they these this is a breed which has a lot of energy mm. and if that energy doesn't go out if they don't get tired they'll break your home mm. i feel the same about supremely intellectual people mm. that if they are not given enough work to utilize mm. enough exciting work to utilize their mm. intellectual energy mm. that all energy will be channelized in some destructive direction yeah. which will so that's i i think that's a risk that comes with hiring supremely intelligent mm. people mm. that if you don't give them yeah. enough shit to crack yeah. then they will either leave or destroy things yeah. i think they have been able to build an environment yeah. which can absorb any amount of yeah. no, smart people yeah that's, that's actually very interesting it's ultimately i think it's elon's core prerogative to get the best people and give them channelize their energy into the right directions yeah. which are revolutionary and yeah. this whole concept yeah. that i will collect 10000 ideas from everyone and of course shareholders will vote with their shares number of shares you committed to a Is certain that idea that to going web 3 <laughs> uh, yeah it's so token cool. <laughs> cool and whatever ideas come up based on the shares which the employees hold will be taken up and will be given to the most revolutionary people yeah, to work on that is that's that's like it takes on the boxes skin in the game it's building culture 101 yeah show them a grand vision yeah then do enough things in short term also that the morale stays high mm. there is enough enough to win it also yeah. at the same time yeah i'm sure i'm sure it's also the moment in time because tesla has gone profitable it has recovered all the money it lost over the last 10 years that's crazy that's crazy billions of dollars and suddenly one big spike and it it all neutralizes and the road from here is only on the top I can guarantee you it would not I would not be surprised if Tesla stock price is $4000 in the next 3 years. I see it this way they should already be the most valuable company in the world. Yeah. They are not the most valuable company in the world so that that much should already be happening. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So if Apple is what hmm. 2 trillion plus yeah. 3 trillion What's the what's the valuation of Tesla at this moment? It's I think some seven hundred eight hundred. Seven hundred. It will be in. Yeah, you know, easily the most valuable company in the next Should three years. Should be there until unless Tim Cook fine. has a crazy ace up his sleeve. <laughs> we are yet to see that. And most mostly, I think it will be the metaverse game only because Apple said they're not going to launch a car. No, see, as long as Tesla's applications are not dependent on App Store, they should be fine. <laughs> oh, they're going to. They, gonna, they <laughs> have their own App Store, them. man. <laughs> they're the kings of their own platform. That's the beautiful dynamic. Yeah. but anyway i think this was great um, we had a very interesting Fun conversation bread. and um, uh, yeah oh we forgot to tell you uh, ted super power is to stay quiet uh, so yeah. i think he has played well the boys played well in this one yeah. <laughs> cool but this was great parasan thank you lot yeah we'll see you on the next pod guys thank you bye